Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Expert to Authority show. My name is Simone Vincenzi, and I'm your host for today. And this is the show for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. We explore a variety of different topics every week. Sometimes I do a solo episode talking about some of the behind the scene of our business and also giving you training on how you can grow your coaching and speaking and training business. Sometimes we have a client's case studies, so you can see actually how our clients are doing, the challenges that they're overcoming, the results they're getting. And other times we have incredible guests like today uh, talking about a specific topic to help you improve in your field. And the topic of today's leadership, the topic of today's leadership, because we are all leading whether we want it or not, whether we like it or not, we are all leading in one way or another. So our guest today is going to help us out, understand... Uh, how can we be better leader and in particular exploring a topic which is your leadership legacy which is something definitely new to me that uh, we are going to explore during this call so make sure make sure you pay attention and stay until the end a bit of a housekeeping if you are new to the show make sure you subscribe so then you don't miss out on any other future episodes and also at the end if you like what you hear then leave us a review they're really important they are the lifeblood of the show or if you are a returning listener then please do that right now. It really makes a difference. And then uh, last but not least, uh, you might have heard us saying it before, but uh, one of the best ways to attract clients in your field is to have a presentation that you can run in a form of webinar or online class. But understanding how to create that presentation, how to fill your webinar can be overwhelming. If you have done webinars before, you might (laughs) wear the scars. So we make the job easier for you. We have created our webinar conversion kit. It's, on, it's less than $30 and you will have the templates of a high converting presentation, the emails to fill up your webinar, as well as the follow-up emails to make more sales after your webinar. Everything is there. We spent months curating that. We've got incredible review. Hundreds of people have already bought it. So make sure you check out at webinarconversionkit.com. So it's webinar conversionkit.com or you can scroll down and you will find the link there. Now it is time to introduce our guest for today. She's an internationally renowned speaker, author and consultant. She's over two decades of experience, even if it doesn't look like she has over two decades of experience developing leaders at all levels and her clients include Cisco System, Deloitte, Google Drive. Her latest book is a number one international bestseller and is entitled The Courage of a Leader, How to Inspire, Engage, and Get Extraordinary Results. So welcome to the show to with Igniting the Courage of a Leader within yourself and those around you, Amy Riley. Amy Riley, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thanks, Simone. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's uh, great that we are connected. I know that uh, right now we are both on our, in the week before of our holiday trips. Uh, as uh, <laughs> With our as, significant uh, others for Valentine's with, Day. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, something that we connected with uh, straight away. So I want to actually uh, start with a bit of like a boomerang question. It's like, what is okay. the best place you've been on holiday and why? That's, I'm, just, I'm just curious. I'm oh, curious. oh. Ah, so we tend to be repeat holiday folks. We go to the same destination. We find a place that we like and we go back because part of it for me is just being able to not think about any logistics, just relax, just be on the beach. 
Uh, so right now we are going to hard rock resorts <laughs> and going to repeat hard rock resorts. Um, a not repeat vacation. We took the family to Washington DC and we didn't, we saw a lot while we were there, but we didn't over schedule ourselves. And we took the Amtrak train there. And that was a really unique experience. I didn't get a lot of sleep on the train. I'll admit that. But that was a great, um, a fun educational trip when the kids were younger, um, being outside, seeing the monuments and the memorials, and then it, hitting some of the museums. You talk about the repeated, repeated holidays. Are you into cruises at all? Oh, I, Simone, I, we went on a cruise early in our marriage and I loved it. My husband was seasick. So we no. do not go on cruises. Okay. Because uh, I, yeah. I'm asking because uh, this is one of our repeated holidays. Uh, um, yeah. my, my wife took a, took, a, took a while to convince me to go on a cruise because I was like, what are we going to do on a boat for seven days? That didn't make sense. Right. And I'm an avid basketball player. So my life can just be basketball and, and I'm the happiest kid in the world. Okay. So she picked a cruise with a basketball court. Brilliant. And since then, uh, I fell in love with the cruise. I fell in love with the cruising as well. And so it was, uh, uh, that's one of our repeated holidays. So that's when you asked, when you said it, it just triggered that. I'm jealous because uh, I'm not going on cruises. Oh, just, leave your husband, <laughs> just leave your husband at home. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm My going. last one was with a girlfriend. You can do yes. your scarf flick uh, that we <laughs> were practicing before. <laughs> there, there you go. So for those of you that are not watching, that are listening, Amy just did a scarf flick and that's it. she's going to go on holiday without her husband. And I'm going to be probably sued by her husband and no okay anyway uh, let's talk about leadership so yeah. you are a leadership expert you fell in love with the topic of leadership where does the love of leadership come from yes now that i look back simone i can see that i have always been intrigued by leaders I remember as a kid sitting in the classroom in elementary school, looking at my teacher and thinking, I would do that. Oh, see how that worked? Like everybody's talking. I like this activity. I would do something like that. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I would change that a little bit. I never wanted to be a teacher, but I was immediately tuned into what is the leader at the front of the room doing and how and what kind of impact is that having? on the people around them. I started my own business ooh, about 23 years ago now. And Simone, at first I thought it's going to be customized learning and development. You know, anything you want, customized learning and development. Well, very, very quickly, it turned into leadership development. Uh, that's just what I was attracted to. Uh, that's just what I, what I saw. And I just see leaders and leadership as the the window, the mechanism, it's it's how we get results accomplished in our world. Was there a particular moment that made that shift uh, that mm -hmm. gave you a particular episode or something that happened that gave you that sign? Say, okay, my mm. thing is going to be leadership. Mm. Oh, you're looking for an aha moment, Simone. And I don't know that I, I don't know that I have one. Mm -hmm. I think it was, it's, 
yeah, it was kind of a gradual realization. It's like, do you see what's happening here, Amy? You keep focusing in on the development that's needed for leaders. How about you stop doing the other stuff and just go where your mind and your heart naturally go? Well, you know, and uh, sometimes it's an aha moment, which is like something happens, it's a sudden realization is like a slap on your face and it's like, oh my God, this is it. And other times uh, is uh, the same topic being presented in front of you multiple times yeah. and saying, hey, here, I'm here. <laughs> I <laughs> so guess I needed like a little bit of, uh, hey, I'm here before I, I, I zeroed in on that. Yeah, it looks like it's one of these kind of scenarios. Uh, um, so tell me, uh, for example, a piece of work that either you did with a company or that uh, you did with a client that was uh, the validation that you were on the right track when you're saying, I did this. Because there are, there are always there are pivotal moments in our careers. And there are moments that uh, there are signs that we are on the right track or they reaffirm that decision. Do you have that in mind? Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. A story, an instance of um, coaching and, and and working with a leader comes to mind. Uh, this gentleman was a production supervisor, uh, a pretty young production supervisor as well, and he was struggling with an older operator in his area, and he was trying to make a process change, and he thought that he had done everything right to engage this operator. Uh, asked for his input, um, told him he could be in charge of the area, uh, tried to, you know, ask him what he needed. And the operator just kept going back to the old way of doing things. And this production supervisor was super frustrated when we talked and I said, I get it. And you've tried everything. You've tried so many things except for shifting your outlook. Because I had asked him, will you tell me, what do you think about this operator really? And the production supervisor said, uh, he's old, he's resentful, I'm younger than him, and he's playing me. Yep. And I understood why he taught that. So I'm like, you've got some work to do about your perspective, your beliefs on this individual. And I'll make a long story a little bit shorter, Simone. I, we had a number of conversations about this before I felt that this production supervisor had made a genuine shift. And what ultimately happened is he went to the, the operator and apologized and said, I apologize for not valuing your experience enough. And the operator could feel Right. That 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 um, respect, um, that that appreciation for his experience hadn't been there previously. And he felt the difference. And the production supervisor had all these plans to back up, involve the operator in the planning, you know, reconstruct the timeline. And the operator said, no, 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 no. I appreciate all of that, but I just need this one change. And if we can do that, that'll make all the difference in the world. And it did. The The process change was implemented in half the time they expected and great relationship going forward. But it was belief work. Yeah. Right. And that had me realize that, you know, leadership is an inside job. 
right? We've got to do the work in here in order to do the work out there in the world. How fulfilling was that moment for you? Ah, yeah. Well, you know, there were, there were some, I'll be honest, some moments of doubt along the way, right? Like I'm, I'm pushing him to, to look inside his head and look inside his heart, you know, is, 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 is this the right thing? Are we going to get there? And we did. And when we did, I was just, I was so inspired and impressed by this leader who was willing to do this work internally. Right. And, and, and keep looking and gosh, I mean, they already felt like they had thrown everything at the wall and and tried everything, but was willing to give it a couple more rounds. I was inspired. Uh, And uh, now I think also, well done you for not giving up because Mm. sometimes, uh, you know, we, when we work with clients, uh, of course we, they hire us uh, because uh, hopefully their journey is smoother or it's going to be easier. And now actually (laughs) we get them to do something that really pushes their button that really gets to confront themselves with uh, something that they might not be willing to do, or they didn't think it was an issue in the first place. So it takes a conviction to get that client to say, no, no, you know what? This is, try, give it a go, give it a go and and see how it works. And of course, none of it's possible if they're not willing. Yeah. And and great job with a client that was willing to test it out. But now what I like to do is also bounce things off because one of the experience I had is every time I do something with a client. Yeah. In a one way or another, there is something that happens in my life <laughs> oh. to reflect that. It's like, okay, you told your client to do that. Now, how about you, right? So do you have in mind like, oh. a moment where you had to shift your perspective on something that you were really stubborn on? And yeah. because of that, then also the outcome of that relationship or that project change. Yeah, so... What jumped immediately into my mind, Simone, is a um, personal circumstance. Um, My husband and I were deciding when and if to become parents. And I realized I had all of these disempowering beliefs about pregnancy. I'm not going to like it. You know, I'm already an emotional up and down kind of person getting those pregnancy hormones is just going to make me off the rails crazy. Um, I don't, I don't like the loss of control of my body. Like I just had all of these negative thoughts about pregnancy and I did have an aha moment here, Simone, when I, when I thought, oh my gosh, you have, at that point, I've been developing leaders for about a decade. I'm like, you tell leaders all the time leverage your strengths, do it your way. And there were a lot of great moms and parents in our life at that time, but none of them are probably doing it the way that, that we ideally would. And I just needed to look and carve out my own way. So I did the work of just catching myself thinking those disempowering thoughts. And is this true? And do I want this to be true? And how can I create this in my life? And I ended up loving being pregnant. It was a privilege instead of a burden I had to go through. 
think there is a lot of definitely ex- society expect messages from society about uh, in the pregnancy what i'm thinking about the com- actually the conversation that I'm, I'm having with my wife no different no <sighs> different from what you just mentioned and uh, it is uh, an inner work for i mean i cannot i can just speak from the conversation that i had but it's definitely a beginner work for a woman to embrace the beauty of the pregnancy instead of the pain of yeah. the pregnancy so yeah. th- thank you thank you for sharing i appreciate it yeah uh, i i want now to go into the topic of uh, uh, leadership legacy that's something that you often talk about yes and what is it, leadership legacy why so important Yes. So a leadership legacy is an aspiration about what you want to create or how you want to be known. It can be many things. Uh, It can be an initiative, a new business model for your industry. It could be a set of processes. It could be a leadership trait for which you want to be known and foster in the relationships and the organizations that you're a part of. So it could be the implementation of a um, enterprise-wide software system that gets you real-time data, right? Or it could be, you know, I foster innovation everywhere I go, or I simplify and streamline situations and uh, concepts. And it is a, it's the purpose for our leadership. It's a bigger picture commitment, And I believe it can be a driving force in our lives. Like, why is it important? Okay, because when our own self-protective interests get in the way or our ego is bubbling to the surface, we look to our leadership legacy. What would my leadership legacy want me to do in this situation? And that can have us acting, going, going beyond our natural human considerations. And why, acting why in bold think, ways. Why do you think it's important to have a leadership legacy? Ah, uh, yeah. I I think it gets it gets us clear about the the impact we can have in the world. And when we're operating from that leadership legacy, right, we'll act in bigger ways, we'll take those bold actions will get those extraordinary results. It, it causes us to bring the best of ourselves to each situation. I, I see why. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like it becomes uh, on uh, a career level or a business level, almost like a sign of your personal brand. What can yes. people expect from you? People can understand you know, who you are, what you're about, what makes you different, what is your exactly. model either of operating and seeing the work. Am, am I correct saying that? That's, that's, ex- that's exactly right. And, and Simone, when I was interviewing executives for the Courage of a Leader book, yeah. one thing that I noticed and a reason why the leadership legacy became um, you know, a cornerstone concept in the book is that I saw that each of those successful executives had a leadership legacy. I started writing it in the upper right-hand corner of the interview sheets, right? Leader as coach, um, digital transformation, right? They had one thing, uh, one main way that they provided value with their leadership. 
not 27 different things, but one main way. Talking about leadership legacy and for the research that you've done for your book, um, was there one in particular that maybe stood out for you or surprised you that you maybe didn't think it was possible or just a bit? Ooh, for that to be a leadership legacy? The, the the one where I thought, ooh, that's different, was the streamlining and simplifying, right? Just loved coming into complex problems and getting to the heart of matters, right? And what really needed to be done to solve this. And yeah, there'd be multiple streams of work and everything, but but she could talk about it so yeah. simply and simplify it. And then enable everybody to start rowing in the same direction. And and that was was their signature thing. That was the the what makes it made their leadership style different. And what's yeah. fascinating is that I've been having um, uh, I've been thinking a lot recently. Uh, last year was a particularly tough year for me. I've been very public about that uh, struggle with mental health, and it was the first time that I could do very little. And normally I'm really mm-hmm. go-getter. Like, yeah. I want to get something done. I'll get it done. I always get what I want. That's the kind of person I am. Yeah. That was the first time in my life where I couldn't because my mind and body would not respond. Yeah. And uh, that gave me a lot of time to think. <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of time, like six months. And uh, one of the questions that uh, I've been asked was, who are you without your business? Hmm. Who are you without your business? I've been running GTEx for 10 years. So I started GTEx when I was 30, 23, 33 mm-hmm. now. So a big part of my life has mm-hmm. actually been linked to business. And mm-hmm. a big part of my identity has been linked to business. Mm-hmm. So that answer that came to me was uh, actually, I'm someone who brings people together, mm. which, is, which is what I've always done all my life. I mean, yeah. I think that being Italian helps as a trait, <laughs> but I've always been the person who loved when I was a teenager, how I was always involved in different groups of friends and bring them together. Uh, When I was, uh, my first career was in the catering industry. What do Mm -hmm. I do there on the floor? I bring people together in the restaurant, make sure they have a good time. My first company has been an event Mm -hmm. company. What do I do? Bring people together to events. So I saw that common pattern that actually gave me a sense of a bigger sense of my identity and who I am and what I stand for and how I'm different. So could this be considered like my leadership legacy or, or not? I, mean, I, I think so, Simone. Yeah, I think so. And our leadership legacy, we can bring it to our work, but we can bring it to every aspect of our life, right? With, with our kids. I mean, this is how we show up and make a difference in a, all settings in all relationships. So absolutely, especially when I see you and hear you talking about it and I can hear how it lights you up, right? It taps into your passion and your interests and your strengths. And our leadership legacy does rely in that, does lie in that place, right? What do we care about? What are we good at? And let's bring that to the world. What is your leadership legacy? I have to ask. I have uh, to yes, ask. Yes, yes. Yeah. To empower everyone else's leadership legacy, right? To have leaders declaring and living into their leadership legacies. That's, you're the enabler. 
of for them to express the leadership, to find it in like leadership legacy and express it. Yes. Well, and exactly. I like how you say find, right? It's, it's not, we need to make it up. It's, we need to uncover it. It's inside of us. Yeah. Does it, from your perspective though, is it something which is static or does it change? Mm. So I like to believe that it's core to us and it's, you know, in, ingrained in, in bread in us. Now, I do think, um, I love when new leaders, emerging leaders, get an opportunity to work with them and have them declare their leadership legacy. Now, Simone, they might not get it exactly right at the beginning. And I think that's totally fine. Because if they're playing full out into this leadership legacy that they've declared, they're going to find out really quickly, oh, it's not quite that. It's actually more this, right? And they're going to be able to fine tune that early on. Uh, now, we might find different ways to express and enable our leadership legacy in the world, right? We might have, you know, fostering innovation and we might have different projects and initiatives and bodies of work that we engage in over our lifetime in order to foster innovation. Um, but yeah, I like, I like to believe that, that it's there and it's core and it's stable throughout our lives. Yeah, it's there, it's core, it's stable. And we find if the more we grow, the more we evolve, the more we learn different roles that we have, then it, we'll find a different way in which we can express exactly. that core. Like exactly. I, I was able to express my the ability to bring people together in restaurants, in events, in the online space, building online communities. And uh, I'm planning to launch a business now called Basketball Holidays. Where <laughs> gonna and take your passion for, for basketball. basketball yeah. 100%. 100%. The idea, uh, I'm, I'm going to do a pilot this year. Uh, I'm so excited about this. And the idea is to create experiences for couples where the boys can go out and play basketball. And the women can have a full like on service spa, whatever you need there. So then, because okay. sport is always generally, if, if someone plays sport at a competitive level, I play in the UK National League in the in the second in the third division in the UK National League. So it's a big part of me, and okay. it's always been like a, an element of conflict with my wife. Hmm. It's like, oh, oh, you're you can find time for basketball, but you can't find time for me. So it's to find that place where we can bring couple together. Yes. And the ladies will be like, you know what? You guys go and play basketball. I'm cool here. I don't need you. <laughs> so you go and have fun and then create experiences together. So that's a. Okay. Yeah. It's your next expression of bringing everyone together of your leadership legacy. I'll, 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 I'll keep you posted. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how it goes. I'll yeah. Like, I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you how it goes. But you talk a lot about courage. Uh, courage is a big part of your message. How does courage and leadership go together? And why is courage so important for you? Yeah. Uh, I began to notice another unfolding over time. I began to notice that every time, Simone, that I was impressed or inspired by a leader, in, in, in the work that I did and the leaders I got to observe every time they were demonstrating courage. Mm. 
So I started making note of what kind of courage in what kinds of situations and the courage of a leader Four pillars were born the courage to be authentically you the courage to say what needs to be said the courage to trust the legacy which is your leadership legacy and the courage to be bold and create the extraordinary can you repeat them again sure the courage to be authentically you the courage to say what needs to be said the courage to trust the legacy the courage to be bold and create the extraordinary that's very powerful um why do you think people might be stopping themselves to expressing you know to be bold to be courageous mm-hmm. to express mm-hmm. their legacy because uh, from from experience mm-hmm. i know that there are people that they are aware of it they know what mm-hmm. who they are they know what they stand for they know might know what their legacy is they might uh, but they might not have the courage to express themselves fully and mm-hmm. i'm sure you probably you've worked with clients that express that had this this problem so what do you think is yeah. that yeah yeah um our brains our brains get in Same the way how how are how our brains <laughs> how our brains work and i'm not a neuroscientist uh but simone i am fascinated by neuroscience and what it tells us and you know we know we've got this limbic part of our brain where our amygdala is constantly scanning for threats and when the amygdala finds a threat whether it's a physical threat or a psychological threat like Oh, I'm about to speak in front of senior level people or oh, I'm a, I'm about to put my reputation on the line here. Our body treats it like a physical threat. And you know, launches that fight, flight or freeze response and um the the blood goes to our big muscles. Right? So the blood is rushing to our legs so that we can run away and really we need the brain activity to move to the prefrontal cortex where we do our critical thinking rational thought but instead we're in a, a hijack there is there any particular exercise uh, sorry did I interrupt you you were going to say no, something good. else no no okay. no it's good i was um, maybe going where you're going uh yeah is there a particular exercise that you might give uh, to people to get back into center and actually be courageous in time when they need it. Yeah, yeah. Um I've talked to, about this and related to this in different ways in different leadership programs, but it, it it's something like a leadership pause. Right? Taking that pause and instead of reacting, taking that moment and choosing what do we want to do? And deep breaths always help. It calms us down mentally emotionally but it also tells our body the human is not running from a tiger right now so it's okay you can stop the fight flight or freeze response you can let the brain activity go to the prefrontal cortex so if we can take a drink uh, or get ourselves a pause and get a couple of deep breaths in there we can reset right and we can act in spite of our brain trying to protect us. And if we can take that pause, we can say, okay, what does my leadership legacy want me to do in this moment? 
and look there for our guidance. And if we've got our latest commitment to our leadership legacy that we're passionate about, like, oh, you know, you might be him hawing about something about the, the, the basketball experience you're looking to create. No, my leadership legacy would want me to go for it. Right. I'm not 100% sure it's going to work out. Not 100% sure they're going to come. But my legacy is saying, take this step. I love the, um, the question because I think sometimes, you know, you, you take your deep breath, you calm yourself down, but still you don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, okay, I'm, I'm no calm, longer in full fledged panic, <laughs> but what do I do? Yeah. But what still do I do? So adding the exercise. Phone a friend works too, you know, yeah, <laughs> phone a and, coach. And asking yourself, what would my leadership legacy want me to do now? That's yeah. incredibly powerful because you go back to what is your core. Uh, we have done something similar in our business, not in a moment of panic, but in terms of how do we express our leadership legacy in the decisions that I'll call leadership legacy now, but yeah. I wasn't using that term before. Now I have a term for it. Love it. How do we express the fact that we are bringing people together in the decisions of our programs or our services in the way that we deliver it, in the way that mm-hmm. we train our teams? And even in those moments where you're now unsure, say, am I going left or am I going right? Am I choosing A, B, or C? Which one is the choice that is most aligned to my leadership legacy? It's a great decision-making tool. Yeah, yeah. Do you have have an episode of someone that followed this process and something extraordinary happened? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking about a leader that I worked with her legacy was the enterprise-wide software system. So she was leading a large-scale change, implementing um, an ERP system into her organization. And really early on in the process, there was a high-powered, influential senior leader in the organization that wanted to speed up the timelines. And when I asked Maria, what does your leadership legacy want and need? She had to say more dialogue, more benchmarking. The leaders in this organization need some more time right now uh, to, to hear from leaders at other companies that have already gone through what they're about to go through, right? So they know what the implementation decisions are, are going to need to be along the way. So she decided to push back against this senior leader. And it got shaky for a while. I mean, some people who had previously been on board, like, yeah, this is the, this is the right direction for our company. This is what we need to do. Are questioning, why would Maria go up against this, this leader, right? This doesn't seem smart. And it was the first of many times, Simone, where she had to look to her leadership legacy, like what does the legacy want and need? What is, right? If we, if we are going to have this fully optimized, providing valuable real-time data for all employees in the company, what do, what do we need to do right now? And they got there. They got there. They got there, the they got there. And again, they got there um, ahead of anticipated schedule. It was a really impressive timeline given you know, the nature of ERP systems and the number of modules that they were implementing. And many leaders told her, we are so glad we took that time up front to learn more. Like we had to slow down in order to speed up. 
And uh, yeah, they were working more cohesively than they ever had. Uh, but it felt really risky to her. I mean, it felt like I'm going to lose my job at times. Well, I bet, yeah. particularly if you're going, if you're going against some of the senior leaders, <laughs> that they have the power yeah. to make or break your career within the organization. So it takes guts. Now, I, while you were talking, I have a question now, which uh, can be a good question to wrap up this interview. Um, I actually got two more questions, actually. But one is what happens if uh, two leadership legacy within an organization or a team, they are in conflict with each other? Ooh. Because now you have a team dynamic. I'm seeing uh, my team. I want, uh, I, I want uh, people to be able to express themselves as okay. a leader. And at the same time, they need to align with where the direction where I want to go. So what, what, are, mm. what are the dynamics if there are clashes in leadership legacies? Or how yeah. can we avoid them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm an idealistic thinker, Simone. And I, I mean, I always feel so much can be worked out in conversation. And if we have great intentions for our world, I, that there's some way that they can coexist, if not support one another, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know, in your example, you know, p- people want to express themselves, yet you need to move in a, in a certain direction, right? I, how, you know, how, how, how can they express themselves in the direction that you're headed, right? Where, where is the alignment, how can we leverage people's strengths and interests and passions, right? How can they coexist? And I mean, ultimately it could be a tough decision where if your, your leadership legacy doesn't line up with what's happening in the organization, maybe it's not the best fit organization for you right now. That, that makes perfect sense because I'm a big believer on finding common grounds. What's important for you? What's important for me? Let's find a way to merge them both. Yeah. And that would be the first starting point. And then if you realize, actually, we can't coexist here. What you want to create is not what I want to create. The way you want to express yourself, we cannot find a common way. Then let's say go separate ways. That's better for everyone. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, wasn't good, it wasn't good at the beginning. So <laughs> just making well, things easier for both yeah, of us. And I- I've coached many leaders to work them way work their way out of their current organization and find the fit where they can make the most of their leadership. I mean this is what I I, I want for for people in the world. I mean first of all, leaders have big jobs, complicated jobs and I want to support leaders to do their jobs. Um, and I want leaders in positions where they're going to be able to make the most of their leadership, to have the best impact, right? And sometimes that involves accepting the circumstances where that is, right? And maybe this, this, this company that treated you really well and you feel loyal to them, but you're ready to, to express the next level of your leadership legacy and it's not going to be there it's going to be somewhere else it also makes me think of someone i was talking with last week uh simone um uh, a, a chief hr officer 
And he had a previous position at a Fortune 100 company. And so many people look at that and say, why didn't you stay there? Right. You had this opportunity to, to, to work globally, you know, have big dollars behind you. Um, but he likes working with organizations that are in a uh, really accelerated phase of growth and helping them get ready for that next phase of their life cycle. So probably he's going to work at a few different organizations throughout the remainder of, her, of his career, helping them in that circumstance. That's his sweet spot. Uh, the conversation is fascinating. I think we tapped into a lot of uh, uh, talking about leadership legacy. So we talked about courage, how different, different leadership legacies can coexist, uh, uh, your own experience. And we have a lot of uh, people that are coaches, speakers, trainers, uh, listening or watching the show. And, uh, you know, you've been in your business for 20 years. We know that the consulting gigs is not an easy business. It's not an, indie, an easy industry to navigate, navigate a lot of ups and downs. Uh, for someone that is on this journey to establish themselves in a particular field, like you have done in the field of leadership, what will mm. be your biggest piece of advice for them? Mm. Identify your leadership legacy. <laughs> ah, bring it. I love it. I love it. I would bring it for a circle. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I keep, I keep saying it. Um, I, th- this, I mean, I can speak from my own journey, right? And when I started my own business, you know, I was getting a lot of advice from experts and we absolutely should, you know, hear from, from the experts in our world. And then I think we need to look at and choose what fits for us, right? Because we're, we're settling into our brand, our business model, our way of operating. Uh, and I, I think that that's how we're going to succeed for the long term. I was having this conversation with my wife. I love that you brought it up. I was having a conversation with my wife uh, about... Uh, when people go into a mentoring situation, like we work with, we've worked with thousands of coaches, speakers, trainers, helping them find yeah. their feet in their industry and their business. And yeah. I th- what people sometimes are looking for is for a savior, mm. someone that will blindly tell them what to do and they will blindly follow without understanding that when you're in business, uh, you, talking about leadership, you are molding your clients, like your clients will come to you because of you, become to you because of something different. So uh, what you're doing when you're working with other mentors uh, or people that can guide you, you are taking part of their ideas and their experience, but then having still the courage, talking about going back to courage yeah. to make them yours. Yes. And to carve your own path, because that's going to be your path. It's not going to be following blindly someone else. Click here, do this. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. going to make you a leader. So thank you for bringing right, this right. up. I, I believe in this so much. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it sounds simple. And it's not it's always not, easy, not, right? No, it it not, really takes some, yeah, some, some reflection and some, some digging to, to determine what's our way, but it's worth it. Because once we find our way, it's it's the most powerful way for us. Hey, Frank Sinatra said it. I did it my way. So <laughs> we, we follow we follow Frank. 
Uh, I mean, it has been an incredible interview. I absolutely loved every second uh, of this conversation. Yeah. Uh, if someone wants to reach out to you, maybe they, they are a bit inspired as well. Uh, they're asking themselves, okay, what's my leadership legacy? Mm-hmm. Or they want to learn more about your process methods. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, the, the best way is to check out the Courage of a Leader website, www.courageofaleader.com. And there is a link there for resources. And like you just mentioned, Simone, there is a resource to help you declare and uncover your leadership legacy, as well as as many other resources to support you. That's courageofaleader.com. The link is in the show notes. Uh, You can scroll down. If you're watching, for example, on YouTube, that's going to be in the description. So make sure you check it out. And also there will be uh, Amy's LinkedIn profile where also you can connect with her on LinkedIn. Um, Amy, before we wrap up, any final message, any final words uh, from you? Uh, Belief eats behavior for breakfast. We might have all heard that quote, that culture eats strategy for breakfast, and I couldn't believe that more. I want to make a new quote famous. Belief eats behavior for breakfast. Our perspectives, our thoughts, our intentions uh, have much more influence on the impact that we have than trying to robotically get some behaviors right. Belief eats behavior for breakfast. Let's put them on walls, uh, <laughs> everywhere, uh, online. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, let's do this. Uh, Amy, thank you very much for the interview. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Simone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcasting platform, uh, if you are still here, I'm assuming you have enjoyed this show. Uh, so two things to do now. One, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any other episode. Um, and now three things to do, actually. One, to subscribe. Second one is get in touch with Amy uh, so then she knows the impact that this interview had. In, uh, and as well, uh, the third one is to leave us a review. As I mentioned, reviews are the lifeblood of the show. If you want us to keep having some incredible guests like we had, uh, like Amy today, then let us know what you enjoyed. Uh, is it uh, good for the show? Is good for the guest? Is good for my ego? Is good for everyone? So leave us a review. Uh, having said that, I cannot wait to see you or to hear from you, to get in touch with you in the next episode. And uh, always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week, we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us, and that's how you can help us grow the show. Also, remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes, or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. 
Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially. <laughs>